Welcome to the Mainly Mail podcast. This is Gareth Johnson. In today's episode, we're inevitably going to be looking at RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4. Now, I've got a lot to say about this, but let's try and break it down and just quickly recap on how we got to where we are. Uh, You know, this is a series we've invested a lot of time in, so it's a bit problematic when it leaves us all feeling a certain type of way. So season four of the All-Stars format, uh, we had 10 queens uh, competing. And what's interesting about All-Stars is that it's a format that works. These are queens that we're all familiar with, that we've followed their careers post their first appearance on the show. They've all grown uh, professionally and personally. They've taken their drag and their performance to a whole different level. So it's exciting to see. I mean, twists in this series, whether we had Manila and Latrice coming back in, uh, so they were clearly a force to be reckoned with. We had Gia Gunn, who was there to represent, but also to shake things up a little bit. And things didn't quite go to plan or, or follow the trajectory that we might have expected with this season. There were some shock eliminations. And, you know, we had the Gia dramas and we had some hit and miss challenges. Some of, I mean, what's been really impressive about this season has been, I guess, the level of drag on display, that a lot of the runway looks were were jaw-droppingly good. Uh, But ultimately... Where we got to was a top four of Trinity, Naomi, Monet, and Monique. Now, this realistically wasn't the top four that you anyone would have predicted at the beginning of this series. I mean, to not have Latrice there, to not have Manila there, to not have Valentina there all seemed very surprising. And it does start to raise the question of... What is an all-star in the context of the drag race universe? You know, these final four, Trinity, Naomi, Monet, Monique, all very, very good drag queens. Are they all-stars when you put them up against someone like Alaska or Trixie or, you know, I guess even Chad Michaels? What does that category mean and how does it compare to winning a normal season and... Is this all just becoming a bit confusing? Anyway, we get to the top four. Uh, the, the first main challenge of this final episode is the song and dance extravaganza production created by Todrick Hall. This is normally a bit of a highlight. And, uh, you know, the last couple of times, this seems to have been a really, you know, exciting part of the show but dancing to super queen was seemed like a slowed down version of the song with the verses from the contestants added in i couldn't help feeling it was a bit flat the whole thing just felt a bit flat they all did a good job uh, you know the dancing was was great and the production levels were high um but to me it just didn't really seem to have the punch or the excitement that you'd we've really come to expect from this type of production. Uh, Then we move on to the final runway and this was jaw dropping. Uh, Really, you know, certainly Trinity's look was spectacular. Naomi's look was 
incredible. You know, Monet looked probably as good as she's ever looked. I, I didn't really care for Monique's black number, but you know, other people did. You know, overall, in terms of a best drag category, the top four certainly delivered on that. Uh, after a bit of talking and toing and froing, we get to the decision as to who the final two will be. And it's announced the final two are Trinity and Monet. And out of these four and what we've seen over the course of this season, that's probably where it needed to end it up. They were probably the obvious top two to battle it out for the crown in the context of the journey that we've all been on with this series. So the top two then have a final lip sync of... Uh, Christina Aguilera's Fighter, and, you know, that's a good track to perform to. And I've heard it said by a couple of people that, you know, you'd imagine that that song is probably one of Trinity's go-to tr- lip-sync tracks. It's probably in her act. It's exactly the kind of thing you'd expect Trinity to deliver. It, it was a good lip-sync. I, I thought Trinity probably should have done a bit more with it, but uh, they both did well. Uh, Monet brought a bit of comedy to it, which is always welcome. Um, So it was a good lip sync. You wouldn't put it up there, the best lip syncs of all time kind of category, though. And then we get to the final decision. Now, I mean, as everyone knows, where we've ended up is that both Monet and Trinity have been crowned as winners. Uh, So congratulations. Now, just from reading what people are you know, talking about, it seems that the production team filmed both scenarios that they filmed Monet winning. They also filmed Trinity winning, and then they could then keep the result as you know secret as possible before the episode aired so that we didn't, you know, the people involved themselves weren't really sure who had actually won the show. So they filmed both scenarios, but then it seems that they've opted... Uh, to go with the double win, that that everyone wins. So that seems to have been a scenario that wasn't filmed and they've had to sort of put that together with some post-production voiceover and some stitched-together editing to present that as the final result. So that's interesting. Now, there's lots of conspiracy theories out there, Um, you know, in terms of why we've ended up with a double win. But the consensus seems to have come down to a conclusion that somehow the show was too scared to make a choice, that the production team, you know, not that they just weren't able to choose between the two, not that they were so even that they couldn't make a choice, but they were a bit scared of potential consequences of choosing one or the other. Uh, You know, there is a bit of a sense that Trinity was probably the winner, but there's already been quite a lot of criticism that all the All-Stars winners are white and that would be another white All-Stars winner. But if could you choose Monet if Trinity actually looked stronger? Whatever the reasoning or the rationale that sits behind all of that, where we seem to be at is that we have two winners because we couldn't make a choice and didn't really want to make a choice. 
some of the interesting ripples that come out the back of this is that, you know, RuPaul has tweeted uh, a link to a Huffington Post article which is critical of a culture in which everyone gets a prize. So it's almost like RuPaul himself is criticising the show's decision not to choose a winner, which is an interesting dynamic at play behind the scenes. And there does seem to be general confusion about why are we here? You know, you, you go to any drag pageant, you know, but, you know, this is a particularly strong culture in the US, you know, drag pageants, which are effectively, you know, talent and beauty shows for drag queens. You don't get two winners at a drag pageant. Someone has to win. Someone has to snatch that trophy. Someone is taking that crown. So it's, it seems just at odds with how we normally expect this kind of thing to play out. Anyway, where does this leave us in the world of Drag Race? It probably is starting to show that this brand is getting a bit confusing. I mean, how does All-Stars compare to a normal season? What does being an All-Star mean? Uh, How many of these shows are they going to pump out before we just all stop watching? It's a bit hard to predict, but it kind of feels we're veering in that direction you do sort of wonder what's the point of it all anymore. But, uh, you know, it's still making money. It's still drawing in viewers. So there's obviously still some life left in the whole thing. Regardless, season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race goes to air on the 28th of February. That's right, we're up to season 11. It's starting on the 28th of February. The cast has been announced. Miss Vanjie is back. Uh, Inevitably, we'll be watching. Um, So... You know, say what you will, it's just undeniable that when the 28th of February comes around, we're going to be watching that first episode. So that's it for our thoughts and feedback on the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll speak to you next episode.